0: Marketing wizards? Found them.
1: Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire?
0: And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Two Hot Takes. I'm your host, Morgan. And I'm Alejandra. And we're coming back at you with another episode, this one on mother-in-laws and toxic moms. Yep. (laughs) You're already just quaking in your boots. Yes, that's right. You took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) This episode has been long overdue. (laughs) They've been out rallying for this episode to come to fruition. I have seen a lot of comments, uh... Asking for it. Mother-in-laws. Yeah. Bring on the mother-in-laws. And the toxic moms. Long overdue. I'm sure everyone, whether you have one or not, you've experienced a toxic mother-in-law or mom. Mm -hmm. I don't have a mother-in-law, so I don't know.
0: Yet. Yeah. But yours, you've
1: got a great relationship with your future mother-in-law at this point in time if you were to marry your partner. Yeah. But I think that's so different from a mother-in-law. I think the dynamic definitely changes once you get married. And I think once you get engaged, if there's any, like, underlying tension, I think once you get engaged, it kind of cements the relationship. And, Mm -hmm. like, if you do have a potentially toxic mother-in-law, I think that's when the claws really start to come out. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden it's like, wait, she's here to stay. stay. Yeah. She's in the picture. And for for guys as well, like – I think it goes both ways. Like, my mom was a complete hard ass on mm. Justin when we first started dating. Really? Oh, my God. My mom was, if you're listening, I'm sorry, a bitch to Justin. It was so – it was not good wow, at first. Wow,
0: I'd never heard about this.
1: Yeah, we – um after my pinning ceremony from, like, OT school – we were driving home from the restaurant, and we all, like, got in a screaming match. Wasn't that about politics? It started with politics, and then she started asking Justin about religion. Oh. And he's not very religious, so yeah. it was kind of like, you're not good enough for my daughter. Like, okay. You need to be saved, too. Oh. I already need to save Morgan. Okay. Because, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, it was um, it was a rough start. And me and my mom have, like, we have a great relationship now, but growing up, Mm -hmm. it was not always the case. Yeah. And I think my mom experienced a lot of generational abuse and trauma, and that kind of carried into her parenting. Mm. So the dynamic is very healthy and good now, Mm -hmm. but it was not always the case.
0: Well, I think a lot of women, I guess maybe men too, but like women in their teens have like very tumultuous relationships with their moms.
1: There's so many crazy dynamics that moms and mother-in-laws bring and- Mm -hmm. We're about to get into it. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. We, ner- you've been prepping me like <laughs> for a while now on this one. So I'm like, I don't know what to expect. I but. know. You didn't want a dark episode either. You no. wanted you wanted
1: something a little,
0: yes, I'm, a little I more light on. Well, yes. I'm like so excited to get out of the doghouse. It's <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> I just literally I took a hiatus. People have been like, did she die? <laughs> no, she's taking a social recovery. <laughs> well,
1: Let's do it. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) on that note, let's dive in. Let's do it. So this was a long-awaited episode. I've had so many people comment, message, DM, mother-in-laws, bring them on. So I posed it to the people. I said, you guys, this is your time to fucking shine. Yep. Send me your mother-in-law or crazy mom stories. And the people did not disappoint. <laughs> they did not relent. They did not disappoint. <laughs> we, we even had one of our, our very own friends. So we'll start with that. We have our friend Whitney who wrote hey. in. She goes, my ex's mom said, let's grab some food together at a baseball game once. And while we were waiting in line, she looked dead into my soul and said, I see right through you and you have a lot of baggage. <laughs> then was psycho mean to me the rest of the time we dated. Mm. Oof, God, that sucks. Well, the relationship didn't work out and- Ex for a reason.
0: Yes, there you go. But that's like what you see in movies. Yeah. Yeah. Where people say, I see right through you and they barely know you, and you're like, Ooh, okay. Like,
1: excuse me. Right. And Whitney's okay. a great person. Whitney is just She's like
0: not somebody with ulterior motives. No.
1: And doesn't everyone have baggage? Yeah. Like what? everyone has experienced some trauma in one way or another. Yeah. And why? What makes you better? Right. Why are you holding that against somebody? I see right through you. It's very om- omnomus. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know what that Whatever word that is. word is. <laughs> It, I'm, it is a word, but I'm probably, yeah, yeah. I'm butchering it. I don't know. I can not tell you. This next listener writes in, My mother-in-law invited my fiancé's ex to our wedding shower, wedding, and more. What? Is it a... What? So I ask her. I go, okay, going to need more on this. How the heck did she get away with inviting the ex to your wedding? She goes, she sabotaged every part of our wedding she could get her hands on. Okay, so I got engaged when I was 24 to my boyfriend at the time who was 22, We were on the same page about so many important things like our life goals, faith, etc. And we're so excited to spend our lives together. The only time we started fighting was when his ex-girlfriend came into the picture. A few months before our wedding, she posted a picture to Facebook of them at prom and wrote a caption about how he's her best friend and how much she loves him Mm. and tagged him in it. Then I found out she was still talking to his family All the time and saw them regularly. To be fair, he's from a small town in Michigan and they went to the same church and we were living in Chicago at the time. I told him it made me a little uncomfortable and when he told me she had been invited to our wedding, I got really frustrated. He talked to his mom about it and his mom swore she understood and that she was sorry. The next day she invited the ex to our wedding shower. When I talked to his mom, she just said, oh, I didn't mean anything by it. Keep in mind, 12 hours earlier, my fiancé had just told her how hurt I was. Fast forward to the wedding a couple of months later, we had gotten a beautiful crystal cake stand from a family friend, and his mom said that she had a lot of experience making wedding cakes, so she should make ours. I gave her the measurements, and she sent pictures of the round cake she would make that fit on the stand. She showed up the day before the wedding with the exact opposite, a long rectangle cake that looked like a five-year-old made it and just shrugged her shoulders. <gasps> mm. <laughs> we had the wedding in my mom's backyard in a wooded area and had to do the set up ourselves. His family said they would come and help, but instead they showed up right as I was getting my dress on, not even dressed for the wedding. Wow. They then proceeded to go into my mom's room while I was in the bathroom and shut me out of it. This was the room I was getting ready in. I knocked on the door to see if, I don't know, I could finish getting ready in the few minutes before my wedding. When they finally came out after they got themselves ready, they just looked at me in my wedding dress and walked past me without saying a word. At the end of the night, his sister was supposed to give us a ride to our hotel. And about 10 minutes into the reception, she told us, it's time to go. And when we didn't leave, she left us. Luckily, we found another sober ride to our hotel. I could go on and on about what else happened with my in laws, but that's the story of our wedding. Oh my gosh. I'm screaming inside the fucking not even microaggressions the aggressions wow to walk past somebody in their wedding dress while they've been knocking on the door trying to get into the room that you're in to get ready and not even say you look beautiful like do you need help assholes
0: (gasps) i honestly this sounds so dramatic but i would in that moment be like am i marrying into the wrong family yeah. It's hard not to think that way. Yeah. It's hard because you don't want to hold it against your fiance. But honestly, there's been instances in the past where family things happen and I'm like, do I want to marry into this family?
1: Yeah that's
0: insane to me there's so I don't even know where to start all of it all I think, of it sucked
1: and I I wanted to say like oh I think everyone has at least one time when they've experienced that but no like yeah I think there are people that like truly really 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 get lucky in the relationship yeah. department but like I've been there like mm-hmm. there's just some family drama where you're like okay like well well what did she do to I know
0: maybe she didn't do anything at all but it's sounding like they really have a vendetta against her and they don't oh, like her maybe
1: she's just not the ex yeah, that's fucked she, up. She pulled their golden boy away to the big city. Ugh, what? <sighs> uh, people that's... from small towns get goofy like that. They <sighs> want their kid to marry the high school sweetheart, so they don't move, move away.
0: away. Good luck, sweetheart. If that's what you want for life. Great, but if it's not, support it. Like
1: this I, is your kid. Yeah, like you should raise your kid to be happy and healthy and their own independent person. Exactly. And treating oh, treating someone like that, what does that get you?
0: If you don't – you're at the wedding day. It's happening. It's happening. Like, go through with it. Put a smile on your face. Be positive. Be friendly. Be loving. Whether you like it or not, this wedding is happening. We're already here. You're here. It's You're in the 11th hour. Like, why are you going to throw a tantrum now? Like, just make it a pleasant day for everybody if the relationship doesn't work out in the future. Okay. But to treat somebody like that, does that really make you feel better about somebody who's about to marry into your family?
1: No. And you're going to get your grandchildren Privileges revoked if they ever have any. Yeah, that's what. Like, yeah. you're creating such a toxic environment for your your son in that case. Yeah, you
0: and know, your you're kid, not like, going to
1: want to come visit back. You're not no. going to want to go back to Michigan to visit the family. No, when
0: that's how you get treated. Yeah, hell no. No, I, when you see
1: ya, when you like manipulate your kids or emotionally abuse them or just try to control their lives in ways like this, or you're mean to their partner, or you yeah. cause them stress when they visit. They don't want to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. You are making that relationship more difficult for yourselves Yeah, by acting you are. that way. You say kiss goodbye to your son at that point because yeah. he's
0: going to stay in Chicago. Which is Chicago, is it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's going to stay there with his lovely new wife.
1: So I've got two emailed listener write-ins. Oh, my gosh. I know. These people. The, the listeners showed up. Yeah. I didn't realize. There's so many. So many. Like, I didn't realize this was such... I knew it was going to be a popular topic, but I didn't realize like so many listeners would have so much personal experience. And be willing to share it Mm -hmm. because these are things that are not always easy to talk about, you know? Not at all. So your favorite topic, weddings. (laughs) This listener goes, my mother-in-law has been married twice and has the dresses from both. She offered me either dress to which I declined with, thank you, but I already got mine with my mom. But thank you so much for the offer. Her response, loud sigh. Thank goodness. There probably isn't enough lace to let them out for you anyway. What does that mean? Like, a- She's too big for the dresses. Essentially like body shaming her. Oh. <laughs> That's straight up being mean for no reason. Why? You could have just been like, got it. Move Bad. on. Yeah. My response well, I'm just not as athletic as you are. I then took my husband, left, and cried in the car privately. <laughs> LOL. Oh. But wait, it gets worse. Oh, no. So my at-the-time fiancé and I waited two years for his sister to pick a wedding date from her engagement. She didn't, and we picked ours 15 months out. I was very, very generous. Yeah. What? As soon as we announced our date, she decided she has to get married first, and it will be a destination wedding in three months. Now, I was happy for my soon-to-be sister-in-law and tried again to bond with my mother-in-law by offering to take her dress shopping and even paying for the dress that is intended for our wedding. She says, oh, I already have my dresses. I'll hem up my wedding dresses and dye them in the bathtub. I'll wear my first wedding dress to yours and my second to sister-in-law's. That dress symbolizes my happier marriage anyways. It will be perfect. So the happier marriage goes to the sister? (laughs)
0: Yeah. People like this just absolutely make me irate. Like, you... Why?
1: I don't get it. I don't get it. it gets worse. Just stop. Okay. Oh, P goes, no, you will be escorted out of mine if you show up in your divorced wedding dress. <laughs> she then tells me I'm a diva and that my wedding to her son really isn't important anyways. Mm, Okay, bummer. Then you can see yourself out. We don't see her much, and we are almost one year married now. Side note, my husband did support me and said something to mother-in-law as he was hurt by it too. She said she just wants the dresses to have a second use, where he then suggested she she get them made into baptismal or burial dresses for infants. There are several charities that do this. Mm. Which is a great idea. Yeah, that's
0: genius. That person, this mother-in-law, is so unhappy with herself. I it's pretty loud and clear that she's so upset that her wedding's failed. Or her, I should say, her marriage has failed. It doesn't, it sounds like maybe the
1: first marriage, she was widowed. No, I think divorce, but both divorced. I think she's still with the second husband, but like Oh, so wait. The second husband is the happier dress. That's why she was got like, Oh, we're happier marriage. Okay, got it. She doesn't specify if she's divorced or anything, but like okay. well, still It sounds
0: like you're resentful that something didn't pan out for the you the way you wanted it to and now you feel so i don't know obliged to take down your future and daughter-in-law for no good reason yeah other than pure spite because okay let's just say she's not your cup of tea not everybody vibes like you could have a pretty decent mother-in-law but
1: she's just not your cup of tea your personalities are different
0: yeah or you could be a you could think of yourself as a pretty good daughter-in-law but you just your mother-in-law and you don't connect very well and that's fine but to go off and make those, like, terrible comments, like, well, you wouldn't fit in it anyway, and your wedding's not that important to me, and thank God, because you're too big for these dresses, those are just hateful comments for no reason.
1: Yeah. You know? That's a
0: toxic mom. That's yeah, yeah, that's a toxic, and it's a very unhappy, unpleasant person.
1: Yeah. No, she's definitely, like, projecting her own fucking unhappiness. But one last listener write-in, which is perfect for our first Reddit story. <laughs> okay. It leads leads in very well. Perfect. We love a little transition. My husband and I are expecting our first child in a few weeks. We recently went to a wedding for a family friend where my mother-in-law kept introducing us to people. Each time she'd say the following, this is my son and this is my daughter-in-law and this pointing at my belly is my baby. This happened three separate times. I have a good relationship with my mother-in-law but it bothered me that she seems to think our baby is hers. She did her work 28 years ago when she had my husband. She hasn't contributed at all by creating this child. Based on how she's acting, I'm honestly afraid of the shell shock she will have when she realizes her role as a grandmother is a lot different than her role as a mother was. Yeah, this is a write-in? hmm
0: I think that's worth having a conversation. Why hasn't the, the husband slash son... Pulled him, pulled his mom aside and been like, hey, you know... It's a little like, uncomfy. I need you to tell me that you know this is our baby. Yeah. Like, you might be joking. Maybe you're just really excited, but I need you to acknowledge that this is actually not your baby.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, why hasn't that conversation happened? I don't know. I think that's, like, it definitely is something that needs to happen. There, yeah. is, um, there is another Reddit story that I've seen that kind of isn't the one I'm going to read, but is very eerily similar. And it's about this woman who... Her dad remarried to her stepmom. Mm-hmm. Stepmom couldn't have children, and so when her, the daughter had her baby, mm-hmm. the stepmom literally tried to kidnap it. Oh, that's like a Lifetime Network movie. It was the creepiest story, and it was just—it was very eerie. And like, I think I have it saved for like the like scary stories one. Oof! But it was like it was like oh there was there were warning signs where she'd be like my baby <laughs> oh my baby and it's like it's kind of this vibe where yes. it's like okay but like if you were saying oh and this is. My grandbaby. Yes. It's a little different. Versus like my baby. Yeah. And I don't know if like obviously maybe pregnancy hormones, she's overanalyzing things. Yeah. And me, I'm like, okay, am I overanalyzing this? Because language is so, so important to me. Mm -hmm. And we've had this discussion a lot with like life situations we have where people use like certain language. And it's like one word, like leaving out a word or adding a word changes the conversation so much. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And so it's
1: like,
0: mm, it just makes me uncomfy. Yeah, it's uncomfy. I think it's worth telling the mother-in-law that you feel uncomfy. Definitely. And maybe the maybe it'll be, I don't know, we don't know enough, but maybe the mother-in-law will be like, of course, of course I know this is your baby. Duh. I just call it my baby because I'm so excited. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Or it could be a crazy situation where she's like possessive. Yeah, but you just don't know. You and don't. It is, it is very strange and it's very uncomfy and I don't like it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Speaking of uncomfy, oh, am I the asshole for not wanting my mother-in-law to take care of my baby after she tried to breastfeed him? Oh my gosh. Is that, okay,
0: before I get yelled at, is that like a thing? You don't do that, right? No. You can't just breastfeed other people's no. babies. No. But what if you're both lactating? Different, you can't, right? Because you can, different.
1: you can, yeah. Like that's like if you look at olden times, yeah. they had wet nurses. Yes, I know. So
0: royalty wouldn't feed their own mm-hmm. children. That's actually has like kind of like racial implications mm-hmm. because a lot of like black women of women, color, mm-hmm. yeah, More of so black women at the time. I think actually maybe it was.
1: I think it depends I hear on the more culture. About it. Yeah, I think in colonial colonial yeah. America, I think enslaved mm-hmm. individuals would yeah, al- would yeah. oftentimes be used as yep. um, wet nurses. Wet but nurses. I think in like. English courts, I think it was like, it was other individuals. I don't know. Yeah, 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 I don't know. But yeah, that. it was typically lower income, enslaved mm-hmm. individuals. Like it's just, it's a, so yeah, so, a crazy okay. concept. So that's
0: not a dumb question. You yeah. can do
1: that. Well, even like, um, and I don't even, even today in modern times, like I have a friend that just had a little one and she wasn't really able to produce enough milk. Mm-hmm. So she used donated milk. Mm. But your mother-in-law. But your mother-in-law, who
0: clearly very much so is probably not lactating? No. Oof, that is so
1: uncomfortable. What did she do? So, OP writes, My husband and I both work full-time, and we have a two-month-old. My mother-in-law comes to our house every weekday and watches him for free while we work. We're on week three of this arrangement since I went back to work after maternity leave. It's very kind of her to do this for us, and I appreciate it immensely. My baby is breastfed. I pump milk for her to give to him during the day, and he gets milk right from the source on evenings and weekends. He loves nursing, and I do too. It's been a wonderful way for us to bond and a beautiful experience overall. Yesterday, while I was at work, I opened the baby monitor app on my phone to check and see if my mother-in-law was able to get him to take a nap in his crib. She had been texting me saying he was crying really hard, so she was thinking about just holding him for a nap. So I wanted to check and see if he was okay and if she ended up just holding him. When I looked at the camera, mother-in-law was holding him and she had her shirt up and he was latched onto her breast. Oh my gosh. I was shocked and horrified. I called her right away and she didn't answer. So I had to sit there and watch her attempt to breastfeed my baby. He was latched on, but obviously not getting any milk as my mother-in-law is not lactating. (gasps) I called my husband at work, who eventually got a hold of her. Apparently, the baby was crying so hard, and that was the only thing she could think of to calm him down enough to sleep. (sighs) Don't they have pacifiers for that? Yeah. Or like
0: another sucking mechanism? Like those little, I've seen those little passies that look just like nipples. Yeah, they
1: they have those. And also, like, if he's crying super hard, like, I get some babies just cannot be calmed. Yeah you know, who knows what's going on. Maybe he's colicky. Who fucking knows? But the fact that she wouldn't just keep trying for a bottle, yeah. rock him, maybe put him in the car seat, take him for a little drive, put him in a buggy, go for a walk. Like your your thought when he's crying and you can't console him is to fucking put him on your breast.
0: I mean, I don't see it as like insane in thought. But it's one of those things that you like, it's a thought and you just leave it at that. At that. You're like, yeah. that's an idea, but that's crazy and you don't do it.
1: Yeah. Or know? if you're like, if it's like fucking meet the Fockers where the guy had like a fake breast oh, suit yeah. and put the bottle in the suit. Sure. That's a different story. Sure. But to pull up your shirt and right. have your grandchild Ugh. suck Ugh. on your boob.
0: Oh no, no, I'm uncomfy and I have nothing wrong with breastfeeding at all. But this is like
1: inappropriate.
0: This is it's crossed the line.
1: Out of the world inappropriate. Like yes. I'm just I, I just don't understand how this was her like conclusion.
0: Yeah. I like I said, I see how it could be a thought where you're like, oh, it's one of those thoughts where like that sounded better than it was
1: an at, intrusive in thought, even.
0: An intrusive thought. But yeah. you want to dismiss it and you don't do it. Or <laughs> let me have ah. this. You call the mother and you say, Hey, I have this like crazy idea. I'm maybe struggling. I'm crazy, but I'm just like super desperate. What do you think about this plan? And then the mother would probably be like, absolutely not. Don't do that ever. (laughs) But thanks so much for running that by me. (laughs) Stick a pin in that one and never take out the pin. But you know what I mean? Stick a pin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's one of those things. Like you don't just do it. That's crazy. At the end of the day, it's not your baby. No. At the end of the day, it's not your baby. Follow the instructions. Yes. Stick to the plan. Okay. (laughs) That's (sighs) That's, <sighs> that's inappropriate. So they asked, "Who's asking if they're an asshole?"
1: The the wife for being mad. So she goes on to say, she breastfed all four of her children when they were babies, and it always calmed them down enough to sleep. She was mad that I had checked the camera and told him, and it was an invasion of privacy. I don't want her watching my baby anymore. We can't afford a nanny or daycare. When I told my mother in law this, she freaked out and said I was being a bitch. And she was just trying to calm the baby down. And it wasn't a big deal. She says, I'm taking her grandchild away from her and being unfair. My husband understands why I'm upset, but wants to give her another chance to watch the baby. He also doesn't want to spend the money to get a nanny or do daycare when she can watch our baby for free. Am I being unreasonable here? I'm so upset with her and just completely baffled at why she would do this that I never even want to see her again, let alone have her anywhere near my baby. I think I could possibly be the asshole for checking up on her, though, through the camera and also for not wanting her to watch my baby anymore, even though that would mean spending extra money and taking away something she really seems to enjoy doing. Am I the asshole? What do you think? No, I I can't imagine. Like, it's very inappropriate, and I can't imagine trusting her to not try this again. And it's like, when you're at work, you want to be comfortable knowing your kid is in you know the proper care You don't want to be having to constantly check the cameras again to make sure she's not fucking trying to breastfeed your kid. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like, no, not the asshole. Like, it's your kid. It's your rules. It's what you're comfortable with as a parent. So, no.
0: I agree with that. It is your rules as a parent. As a non-parent, I don't really know, you know, what someone is comfortable with. But what I – I don't know. Here's my thought is I think she is worth a second shot if this is the one and only offense – Because the way I see it is I'm assuming that your mother-in-law has never had any other instances like this with you and that this is like a blip, you know? And I think there should be an agreement moving forward that you're allowed to check the the camera at the end of the day. Whenever I want. Yeah, the camera's there for the baby safety, not to check up on anybody. Mm -hmm. So... I don't think she's the asshole at all for checking the camera. That's not an invasion of privacy. The camera, I'm assuming, is in your home to check on your baby. It's there for a reason. You checked on your baby. Some women really struggle with like postpartum and being apart from their child at work and going back after maternity leave. I've heard has been, can be really stressful. It can be. And so checking in on your baby, if it brings you a little bit of relief and comfort, I think more power to you. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And the mother-in-law is out of line for trying to gaslight her for
1: that. That's what I don't like. Yeah, I don't this. like it either. I think, okay, second chance, redeemable. Okay. Sure. But the fact that she immediately got so defensive and was like, you're a bitch. Yeah. You're a bitch for keeping me away from my grandchild versus yeah. just being like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I was wrong. I will never do this again. I agree. I, I, I like that to me is where I'm like, mm. I completely agree. I'm
0: I'm also just like I know people say really crazy things when they feel really hurt. Yeah. And kinda like what I was saying, old earlier, some people really die for their grandbabies. So this might've been like a mama bear thing where I know she's not the mother, she's the grandmother, but it was like, she felt threatened and she was just like. Backed
1: into a corner kind of vibe. Yeah.
0: And the reason I think she's worth another shot too, is I'm such like a cost benefit analysis person. So I look at it this way, like. (laughs) Free (laughs) childcare. No, not, not for childcare. Well, in a sense, yes. But if your mother-in-law is generally trustworthy and somebody that you have think has good integrity and knows how to be a good caretaker to your child and she had one lapse in judgment, you're taking a risk by putting your child in somebody else's hands. Childcare people, you don't know them. Yeah, they're yes, not family. No, they're trained professionals. Sure. They passed a background check, maybe. But you don't know that they're not going to do questionable practices that you as a mother wouldn't want for your child. So the way I see it is it's a gamble that way too. You're yeah. not insured that this new babysitter... My, I just found out about a story. Um, my cousin... When he was a baby, my in Peru a lot of people have like live in, um, this is a bad word, but like maids they call them. Mm-hmm. So like women who take care of the children, clean, cook. That's just kind of a, a, a norm in Peru for the middle class and upper class. I'm not sure why. Like
1: cultural, it's, it's a cultural it's, thing. It's all I've known when I yeah. go to Peru.
0: So my family was, you know, had those live-in like people who helped with the children. So my aunt went to work one day, left her baby. It was a newer, uh, like nanny and my other aunt had stopped by for something so the nanny didn't know she was coming by and she could she kind of heard the baby crying so she stood outside to see what happened Uh-oh. and the baby was crying really loud and she hears the nanny like swear and say like shut the shut the fuck up or something and she she hears a slap sound and then she hears silence and then she hears the baby burst out into like a pain cry oh my god it's like a harder cry yeah so she walks in and sees a handprint like a five star on the baby's leg and Mm-mm. so yeah so my point to say that story was, if she had never come home, she would have never known that her, you know, yeah. nephew was being abused by the nanny, and she came home fired the nanny, whatever. So I say this is you don't know,
1: you can't. It's always better to trust have family, who yeah. Do actually know?
0: Yes. So I'm saying, yeah, she made a mistake. She didn't react great, but I think it's worth another chance with the understanding, mutual understanding that you will and can check those cameras. Mm-hmm. And that, the mother-in-law...
1: I would say that, too. Like, that's my I'm, gonna cameras, so. yeah. I'm going to be checking the cameras. Yeah,
0: I'm going to be checking the cameras. If that's a problem, it's a non-starter for me. There you go. I also just... I'm not really sure what their alternative is because they can't afford childcare.
1: They can. Oh, they can. They can afford a nanny or child care. So she's oh. like, that's what she wants to do. Okay, got it. She's like, I would way rather do that. Okay. But so, still, your point is yeah, so is I so valid. Give her a shot. And then if, if there's any
0: other red flag or any discomfort, go get your nanny.
1: I think I for me, I think... I wouldn't pursue her watching the kid again immediately. Mm -hmm. I think I would let some time pass. Mm -hmm. And then maybe once the kid is... You want to give her a time out. I want to give her a time out. Yeah. Really learn what you did, was wrong. And then maybe once the kid is a little older and more easily soothed, then there's no reason to stick him on your boob again. Yeah. True. uh, Yeah,
0: maybe it's worth saying like, hey, I just want to get him out of the breastfeeding period. And then yeah. we don't have to worry about that and you don't have to stress out about it. Mm-hmm. Kind of make it like a mutual thing mm-hmm. and then reinvite her to watch the child. Exactly. You just don't know how turbulent it's going to be, you know?
1: I know. The so, mother-in-law uh, dynamic is very, very complicated, especially with children. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of research on this one where as a woman – we are obviously more close with our mothers and more trusting of our mothers mm-hmm. to watch our children than our husbands or our partners' mothers. Mm-hmm. So there's what's called the, um, like the matriarchal benefit, mm-hmm. and it's it's something that like my brother and his wife, um, my brother and his wife are very open with like family and watching their kids. Like that's one thing they've really really done a good job with. They're like we only really want family watching our kids, mm-hmm. so we know. Who's taking care of them? Yeah, but I think there are times where my mom has been kind of like, "I just feel excluded. Like, why didn't they not? Why didn't they ask me? Mm. Or like things like that." And it's like it's it's just different when your son has a child versus if you have a daughter and your daughter has a child. I agree. I mean, like the son here is kind yeah. of in this in this like, oh, let's give her another shot. Like, it's, yeah, it's no big deal.
0: True, but then again, I'm over here like she. Did, I know, you know, but that's an interesting point. And one thing I've thought about too, just personally, because. You know, I li- we live in Los Angeles being like, I don't have that luxury of, I'm just going to pop over to my mom's house and like drop off my child.
1: Oh, I know. And I it's think same. that
0: is, can't be understated. Like that's such a luxury to have that. Such a luxury. For not only just financial reasons, but
1: there's something. Just s- comfort. Yeah. Of mind. Comfort. So top comment on this one, not the asshole. No normal human tries to breastfeed a child they are entrusted to look after. This is not healthy slash sane behavior. I would be concerned that she has other issues. Her reaction is telling as well. Again, a normal human would be supremely embarrassed and apologize. She may be lashing out because she's embarrassed, but it's not acceptable for her to swear at you or, gasp, be incensed that you used the baby monitor for its intended purpose. Exactly.
0: I agree with her reaction. It was out of line. I just, when I think about, it's hard because we're getting a glimpse of like the mother-in-law's like, fuck up and not the mother-in-law as a person yeah you know Mm -hmm. if we were all judged on one instance where we felt embarrassed we'd seem like shitty humans
1: for sure i just think like obviously you don't have to cut her off for this no but like if your boundary is her not watching your kid like yeah i do think it's oh yeah if that's really what you think sure go ahead but um this comment too includes an edit that's kind of relevant to what we've said I'm including responses I've written to some of the but but, 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 but wet nursing crowd because I'm not talking about wet nursing or mutually agreed on co-nursing. Those things are not relevant to OP, OP's culture, or community. Mm -hmm. It is bizarre that people are pointing out trends and practices that do not apply to this OP and her Mm mother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true.
0: There was no mention of any no. arrangement. and for. she
1: she would have. And plus, it's her mother-in-law. It's not like a friend that's also got a baby. Yeah. And you switch off days. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, if
0: I, not the asshole if that's what you decide ultimately.
1: Uh, next comment after. This is exactly right. Clearly, a mother-in-law's judgment cannot be trusted. I wouldn't trust mother-in-law alone with the baby in any capacity, and I definitely wouldn't trust her to provide daycare services. Mother-in-law crossed a boundary. That should have been obvious. And... Why would she think latching the baby to her breast would calm the baby down? There's no milk. I find this so revolting. But isn't it the sucking sensation? Typically, when a baby starts suckling like that, there needs to be a reward. There needs to be milk. Otherwise, they just become more frustrated and but more upset. But that completely
0: defeats the um the theory behind pacifiers. Pa- it's different. It's, to work.
1: it's Pacifiers definitely have been shown to work, but... There's a difference between a nipple and a pacifier. Yes, granted, there are some that are shaped very different, mm-hmm. but there's something to be said about like the latching and the breast connection. Like, there's a lot of physiological things that happen when the baby latches, and mm-hmm. that's why a lot of mothers talk about breastfeeding being like this ultimate bonding experience for them and their child. Yeah. Um, but you no, know, sucking is a comfort thing, especially
0: yeah. If the so baby's that's why I don't teething. think it's like I don't think it's absolutely ludicrous to think that a baby sucking sensation would not replicate. The, I the like
1: logic. I get that, but then use a pacifier. Like your breast I is I agree,
0: but I'm saying this person's getting really like fired up about something that they're assuming. They don't know that the the grandma was assuming for the baby to try and get milk.
1: No, but I still think like there's better options than giving a baby your tit. Like There are, but like their comments not saying that. And why would she think latching the baby to her breast would calm the baby down? There's no milk, which is kind of... There's no milk. Neither would a pacifier. No, but pacifiers are different than nipples. There's a different experience for a baby latching on a nipple than there is a pacifier.
0: That's not what I'm... I'm not saying that that's not a different experience. I'm just saying it's not crazy to think that I couldn't replicate the experience
1: but I think the baby is going to have a nipple in its mouth and get very, very confused and therefore more frustrated. Got it. Then that's the point Yeah, to make. A okay. breast is a breast. Sure. A baby's association is with milk. a boob is milk. It's food. It's life. Got it's it. sustenance. Okay. That at this point, the baby's only two months old. Well, that
0: makes sense. But to say yeah. like, that's the part I'm getting like upset over is Okay, but like, tell that to all the people who rely on pacifiers, which I personally know of people. So yeah, I'm, no, I know a I'm not lot a mother. Of, a
1: lot of people use pacifiers to, you yeah. know, soothe their children. But at this stage in the game, the baby's two months old. Their mm-hmm. association with the breast is food. Mm-hmm. So when they start suckling on a nipple and it doesn't produce food for them, they're going to get more and more frustrated. Like my brother's wife really struggled with breastfeeding; she mm-hmm. wasn't producing. And so it became this frustrating experience for her where she wasn't producing, the baby is trying to latch and get milk and the baby was becoming more and more upset, crying more and it just, it was a, it was a really hard experience for both of them. Right. So a baby's association at this point is breast food. Got it. It's just not, it's not going you know, to hear the baby 100%. You down. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, uh, just again, if you think the baby's hungry and that's why they're upset, bottle. Sure. Suck. You want to suck. Have the baby stuck on something to calm him down? Pacifier, mm-hmm. but like, I think the comment, like both of these are really trying to point out, like no sane person would be like, oh here's my here's my tit. You would never. I don't like, know. That,
0: I think that you kind would of, never pull out I, your. I, tit. I wouldn't. I don't even know if I want to have a kid, so I cannot picture <laughs> feeding a non-existent child, but. I'm just saying, like, I think that's a little, like, to call the person insane, I don't know. I'm not a mother, so I can't put myself there. But (sighs) to call the person insane, I think, is, like, a reach. Like, especially when your child is crying, people do really desperate things to soothe a crying baby.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, overly exhausted parents, I mean, shaken baby syndrome. Yeah. These kids end up dead when people go crazy. That's what I
0: mean. So, like, I'm not, listen, I want to be very clear. I am not in any way saying, right on, grandma, you did the right thing. What I'm saying is to call her insane and say there's other things wrong with her is a is a little bit of a reach in my opinion based off of this situation. I don't think like that's insane. Like you're desperate you're trying to sue this this child. Yes, was that the right move? No, clearly not. The science you just pointed out factual, impressive, great. That's what all mothers should know. But in that moment, I don't think she was sitting there and thinking about that. I think she was just like I want to sue this child. It probably wants a nipple. Uh, Like, here you go. Like, do I think that's the right move? No. But do I think that's like, holy shit, you Ted Bundy, lock her up. Like, no.
1: I just think don't have her watch your kids. Sure. Like, in my head, no rational person who is like a responsible babysitter would ever make another baby that isn't theirs suck on their boob. Yeah. That's just, and that's just, that's where I'm at with this one. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck, lady? Right. Uh, One last baby-related story. Okay. Am I the asshole for wanting my mom to be in the delivery room when my wife has our baby? My wife, Alice, 28 female, is seven months pregnant. She's starting to think about who she'd like to have in the delivery room when the time comes. She said she would really like her dad there for support. Alice is really close with her dad since she was a kid and has only grown closer to him since her mom died. So that was no surprise. Mm. I'm completely fine with having Doug there. She said she doesn't want her stepmom there, which is fine. Her stepmom is really sweet, has been so helpful through the entirety of the pregnancy, and I know she will be hurt when she finds out she can't be there, but I can understand. The issue I have is that Alice doesn't want my mom there. My mom has never been my wife's biggest fan, but she is so excited to have a grandchild and has been planning on being in the delivery room the entire pregnancy and likely before. Like I said, my mom has been hard on Alice and can be a little judgmental, but she's still the grandmother of our child and wants to be there. She's also my mother, and I find it unfair that she can have her dad there, but I can't have my mom there. It's a high-risk pregnancy, and Alice has been really adamant about trying to give birth naturally, but she claims that if things take a turn and she wants an epidural or there needs to be an emergency C-section for whatever reason, she is worried about the judgment from my mom because my mom has openly expressed her distaste for both. Additionally, she says my mom is not the nicest to her. I know my mom has been a little harsh about her weight gain, even though about 30 pounds, she was 120 before. Allegedly, when my wife went over to my parents' house recently, she dropped a plate on the floor and my mom yelled at her, while she made her get down on the floor and clean it up. Oh my gosh. I understand where Alice is coming from, and while she'll be the one giving birth, he is my child as much as hers, and I feel like I should be allowed to have my mom there. My wife and I got into a scuffle about this before she started crying, and the issue was dropped. She told me that I was being selfish, but I feel like she was being selfish too. Am I the asshole for wanting my mom to be in the delivery room while my wife has our baby? Honestly, kind of, yeah yeah yeah. I got a solution for you, Alice. Yeah. Don't invite your asshole of a husband in either, yeah, because clearly he is not getting how fucking toxic his mom is.
0: Holy cow. why would why would you want a woman in the delivery room with you who is shaming you about your weight gain? Thirty pounds?
1: Yeah, that's normal for pregnancy is like
0: pretty light for a, a, a person
1: I'm like I'm one fifty. Like, I'm over one fifty. so yeah, who would want what? I don't. The plate thing from. Okay. Yeah, the plate thing she's, is degrading. She's been harsh on Alice. Yeah. Commenting on the weight gain, the plate thing. She accidentally dropped a plate, yeah. and you're going to make a fucking pregnant woman yeah. who probably can't even see her own vagina yeah. or feet bend down and clean up a plate. That's so mean. And yell at her and That's, degrade her. Yeah, no, fuck that. And also, I think the
0: biggest issue for me, why I wouldn't want this person in the delivery room, well, two, she's mean to her. And on what I would imagine is probably one of the most stressful days of your life, And one of the most painful days of your life, you don't want somebody who represents like embarrassment and degrading nature. You don't want that person around you. And then second, they're very judgmental towards something that may be an alternative beyond your control. Mm -hmm. That's going to add a layer of stress because now you feel judged when you're just trying to fucking give life. And unfortunately, you might need an epidural or a C-section and your mother-in-law is going to scoff at you. No, I don't want that person anywhere near me.
1: No. No. And this is the other thing. Like, yeah, she's judging her for her birth plan. She's trying to do it naturally. yeah. And honestly, maybe she really chose the natural method Mm -hmm. because of how big of a bitch Mm -hmm. the mother-in-law is.
0: That's what I was thinking too. And
1: that might be dangerous for her, especially if she's a high-risk pregnancy. Mm -hmm. You just don't, a high-risk pregnancy, like depending on what it is, like preeclampsia or uh, all these other things, going through labor naturally or even like not having a C-section could be life-threatening for this woman. Mm -hmm. Like don't judge people or... Fucking try to influence their birth plans. Right. Let a person, unless it's like the fucking at-home crazy birth. Did
0: she mention that it's influenced by her mother-in-law's distaste? No,
1: but this is coming from, you know, the husband's point of view. So we don't really have the wife's point of view, but I mean, she's been adamant about trying to give naturally, but she claims that if things take a turn and she wants an epidural or there needs Mm -hmm. to be a C-section, she's worried about the judgment from my mom. Because my mom has openly expressed distaste for both. Yeah, that's like kind of a non starter for me. Like that in and of itself, it's
0: kind of like say less. Everything yeah. else is like add on factors. But yeah. That right there to me nope. would be the killer. Like I would say, no, no, this person can't be in the room.
1: This is one of the most stressful yes. times of your life. And also, it's going to be, you know, once you are through this, it's going to be you know, the most rewarding Mm -hmm. potentially, Yeah. you know, baby blues are a real thing guys. And we'll, Mm -hmm. we'll have an episode on postpartum, but like you want that intimate moment with the people that are closest with you. Right. Not somebody
0: that makes you feel bad and unsafe and like hurt. Like that's, that's a person that doesn't make you feel good. And that's not the energy that you want around a very difficult time. Exactly. And process and (laughs) fit. just fucking painful Ugh. like what can you imagine and no you could if she, okay if her pattern of treating you is already shitty like she continuously what makes you think she's going to be pleasant on that day like she might say shitty things to you during labor yeah and stress you out even more and make you mad and make that like taint the experience
1: can completely agree and I just think giving birth is such an intimate vulnerable state like you're you know depending on what style you go you're either in a pool naked, yeah. spread open, you're spread eagle in a bed. Yeah. Like there's a difference between having your dad in the room and saying, hey dad, stick up by my head <laughs> versus having the mother-in-law in the room who, you know, you can't only control so many people and so many factors True. while you're trying to push out a fucking watermelon. Mm-hmm. So I think for that, it's like uh, I I love Justin's mom, but I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I want my mom there and Justin, and that's probably it. Because I love Justin's mom, but I don't want Justin's mom seeing my vagina and seeing me tear and seeing me potentially poop myself if we go down this road. That's true. Like there's just a different intimacy with your parents versus your partner's parents.
0: You would have who again? Your mom, Justin, and- That's it. Okay. I I thought there was a third person. No.
1: Um, Unless I have a water birth with fucking dolphins because look that shit up. What? That sounds terrible. No, dolphins have like proven to reduce pain. Really? And like make water birth like- just look up dolphin-assisted births, you okay, guys. It's, I will. It's so fucking cool. Wow, interesting. <laughs> but um, I think, like, too, with this whole thing, it's, like, the husband using the term, like, apparently. Like, apparently yeah, by mom. Yeah, it sounds like he tr- doesn't buy it. He's, he's very much a mama's boy. Yeah. Which is a red flag in and of itself. Mama's boys and enmeshed sons will always choose their mom over their wives. Mm-hmm. Typically, it is a very, very hard cycle to break. Yeah. And having your partner pick his mom over you, right. and not supporting you, mm-hmm. barf. And it's difficult
0: because when you hear couples having babies, it's like we are having a baby. You know, we are delivering and we are doing a <laughs> C-section. And I feel like part of me be like, "Is it really we? I'm pushing this fucking baby out." Okay, are you pushing something out of your dick? I didn't think so. It's me. So. Yes, it's our baby. Mm -hmm. But part of me would start to get a little upset because of this write-in. Like,
1: yeah. You don't get to pick. Why is he so entitled? Yeah.
0: Like I get it, it's a joint decision and all of this is like a team, and you're both gonna decide who's in the room. But at the end of the day, if it's controversial, in my opinion, she should have the final say. Absolutely. Because she's the one who's going to be physically distressed and just emotionally distressed. And at the end of the day, like, yes. At the end of the day. um, Her husband, yes, he is also stressed. He is there. This is his baby too, or husband, wife. I don't really know. But he's not the one physically going through it. He's not the one physically going through it. And so if it's even this controversial, you should just default and be like, you know what? Love you, sweetie. Your call. Yes, it's your call. Yeah. And I want you to be comfortable. I want this baby to come into a comfortable, healthy, happy environment. Yep. Sorry, mom. And that's yeah. tough. Like, how do you tell your mom? But at the same time, you just... Tell her, like, she doesn't really love the idea of you seeing everything going on down there.
1: No, and you don't need to throw your wife under the bus either. It's no. just a very easy, you know what? Like, she only wants me and her dad in the room. That's it. It's mm-hmm. going to be very intimate. Yes, you'll, that's perfect. You'll be able to come in and see the baby as soon as we're Immediately. gone. Immediately, exactly. Like, whatever. Yes. Uh, One of the top comments, Uh, overall vote. It was undeniably yeah. asshole. Yes, good. So, top comment You're the asshole. This is a decision only for your wife to make. She is the one giving birth. Even if she had no reason to exclude your mother, you would be in the wrong for trying to coerce her regarding this extremely personal medical experience, Mm -hmm. even if she didn't want you in the room. That is 100% her decision to make. Furthermore, from your description, your mother has been outright abusive to her. From verbally and emotionally harassing her about her weight to her pregnancy choices, to eventually screaming at a pregnant person to get on the floor and clean up a broken dish. There is no excuse for her actions. No Grandparents don't generally have any rights to their grandchildren. And frankly, I wouldn't fault your wife if she decided to never, ever let her child meet your mother for fear of potential abuse. Damn, that is a good point. OP replies. Oh, shit. I have never seen the behavior that Alice has described. I've only heard some snide remarks on occasion. She acts fine around me. My wife isn't one to lie, but my mom is typically a sweet person. To okay, you. Well, let's
0: see. How do those two things coexist? Like typically a sweet person.
1: To and you. Yeah, to
0: you. And your her wife's Her golden lie. boy.
1: Her mama's boy. Yeah. I've heard some snide remarks. Okay. Do you think snide remarks are okay?
0: Yeah, snide remarks are snide remarks.
1: <laughs> God. You still don't get it, someone replies. Your mother could be the nicest, sweetest, most caring person, Alice, in the world, and it's still 100% Alice's decision about who is in the room. Birth is very painful very intimate and your wife's comfort is the only thing that matters yes it's not about fairness yeah it's about support for your wife okay good i'm glad
0: i thought i was gonna get yelled at for saying that this should be the wife's decision because some people are like no this is a joint decision no
1: after you You know know. it's a joint decision what happens and how you raise your child after it's here but a birth plan should be solely up to the person that is fucking going through it
0: that's what i thought i just don't know how these things work unless
1: it is extremely dangerous like another story you've talked about where it's like totally unassisted home birth like yeah unless it's super dangerous then yeah. other people might have to step in. But yeah. This is not.
0: That makes sense. That this makes is, a lot of sense. This is this is not. Yeah. These are things I have not thought about, but that's insane and I I agree. Like my deep down thought is that it's really her decision and this shouldn't even be up for debate if she doesn't mm-hmm. feel comfortable with her whether or not the reasons are apparently or real. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's exactly. her comfort. It's her.
1: Yeah. There's another really long comment, like, you're the asshole, your wife is going to be vulnerable, half naked, not much dignity left kind of position. There could be blood, there could be poop, yelling, screaming. Um, She needs people who will support her, and it sounds like your mom hasn't exactly done that. Your mom commenting on weight, she's gained during pregnancy, is so far from okay. They go on to say a bunch of other stuff, and OP replies, so her father gets to see her naked, pooping, etc.? That doesn't seem the slightest bit weird to you? I hate this guy. I hate this guy. Asshole.
0: No, that's not fucking weird. It's her father who literally saw her come into the world probably.
1: Uh, yeah, Exactly. And also like a lot of people have like birthing gowns these days. Yeah. And, and so that, there's that
0: thingy, yeah, the little shade guy.
1: Well, the birthing gown like typically is like some people put it over their knees. Like the dad can stay up by the head, hold her hand. But if it's a C-section, I've seen that they put up like that a curtain They drape. Curtain they drape. Yeah. yeah. And we
0: don't know what's going to happen. No, you on, don't see. It's, you know. it's very – Yeah. And I mean, also even open. if there's not – the dad probably, I don't know now, I'm really assuming, but the dad's probably not going to be all up in there staring. No. He's so probably going to be holding his daughter's hand. Looking at her face. Probably kind of low-key trying not to look. I would hope if he's, like, a normal guy, yeah. you know. Fuck fuck you. That's her dad.
1: Like, also, fuck off. Also, extra, extra fuck you to this dude because of the fact she lost her mom. Yeah. So I'm sure her dad. Fuck off. I'm sure her dad probably wasn't her first ideal choice. No. But that's her dad. Ugh. Her mom is gone. Yeah. That's all she has. Yeah. And oh, her stepmom's gonna be so hurt. Also, that's a really good point though, because that's
0: actually perfect for the like, the reason. Like her, her step, like mom. Don't be too offended. Her stepmom's not even gonna be in the room. No. That's closer to her than you are. Yeah. I, mean, I think I'm assuming here, but so I mean, no. Fuck it. Move on. That's not you. Move on. Like him. Move on. Yeah. Get over yourself. Let your wife call the shots. I'm almost so sorry that she has to have a child with this
1: man. But I know. Another comment. This is a medical procedure, not fucking pay-per-view. Yeah. (laughs) So true. Like, who gets a ticket? Yeah. No. Come on. Get it together, people. No. Yeah. On to the next one. Yeah. Wow. Am I the asshole for suggesting to my daughter-in-law that she leaves my son? Please understand the context before judging. My son is a healthy 30-year-old, and his wife, Alexa, 28, has a chronic illness. She has a lot of pain, and she has good days and bad days. It's not like she's bedridden or can't do anything, but there are limits. There is no cure for this illness. The condition can only be managed. She was diagnosed about three years ago now. My son now spends a lot of his time taking care of Alexa, researching about her condition, and arranging their lives around trying different types of ways to manage her condition. They have been together since high school, and I know that my son loves her to bits. Mm. I'm also really fond of her myself and would love to see her doing better. But the undeniable reality is that this is really affecting my son in a negative way. He isn't as carefree and happy as he used to be, which I understand is part of just being an adult as well. But he's just so worn down and not himself a lot of the time. I brought this up and also brought up carer's fatigue to him and also broached the subject of possibly starting to resent Alexa in the future. My son was initially very defensive, but then I think him and Alexa discussed, and they started seeing a counselor that specializes in this kind of situation. Mm -hmm. However, I just hate seeing him waste away like this, and I tried to gently suggest to him many times that it might be best if he separate from Alexa, but keep supporting her as a friend rather than spend the rest of his life living like this, he did not like that at all. Got very upset and the last time I brought this up, he threatened to stop talking to me at all if I keep suggesting this. I only do so because I care about him. I know he's trying to do the right thing and be noble and he's optimistic that they are going to find a treatment plan that works well enough for her to function normally. But of course, there's no guarantee and with the way things went last year, it just got me thinking how we really need to treasure life. So, This time, instead of bringing this up to my son, I brought it up to Alexa and suggested that she leave my son. She was really shocked at first, but she also cried and said she does feel like a burden. But then she kept repeating how much she loves my son and couldn't leave him even if she does feel selfish. Mm -hmm. I told her to think about it, and I thought that'd be the end of that. But I guess she told my son because he called me and was so angry. Mm -hmm. Spoke through gritted teeth and told me to stop making his wife feel like shit and putting ideas into her head. As if she's a toddler. He's also called my husband and asked him to speak to me and get me to be more respectful of his decisions or he won't talk to me anymore. I just feel so badly about the whole thing. But I also do feel that as his mother, I need to try to at least get him to see the options and get him to truly enjoy his life. But I understand I might have overstepped. Am I the asshole? Yes. Absolutely. What? Like this
0: is love. You choose love and your son is choosing to be in love with – like you don't get to choose who you fall in love with, but love is a choice because it's an act every single day to continue to make the relationship work in this sense. He actively chooses to look past the downfalls and maybe the fatigue of – like the fatigue they talk about, caregiver's fatigue – this is his choice. He wants this for himself because he loves this person so much mm-hmm. and he's gonna do whatever it takes to be with this person and that's his decision to make. And to plant these seeds in his head is so cruel and unfair. I think that's such an asshole move. Yeah. Like this is your son. He can make his own decisions and he loves her and people sometimes choose to stay with 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 people who have terminal illnesses and they know that that person's going to probably not have live very long and they know they're about to encounter enormous heartbreak, but you don't get to tell that person that you can't love them and no. that it's too hard to love them and it's too difficult and too much on you. Your, your son wants to do this. So he's choosing that. Yeah. It's almost like offensive to tell him that he yeah. like can't handle it.
1: No. And just because someone has a chronic illness or a disability or, you know, whatever else it may be, it doesn't make their life any less meaningful mm-hmm. or, you know, enjoyable yeah. while they're here yeah it might be a little tougher yeah. they might have pain things might be more difficult for them right but they can still have a meaningful happy life yeah and
0: this makes her feel like chop liver like you're not worth love you're not worth the effort you're not worth him staying for <laughs> like what
1: what like a lot of people you know do write their own vows but when you get married mm-hmm. if you did the traditional vow in sickness and in health yeah What the fuck,
0: lady? Exactly. This is such a fucked up move for so many reasons, but this Oh, it just that makes me feel so icky for this person. It's terrible for this couple. I guess toxic ass mom. So toxic. She needs to back off. Her son is doing his best, and if this is what he chooses, and it's a struggle every fucking day, he chose that struggle, and he loves that struggle.
1: And you don't know what it is. Like there, you know, there's not a lot of info for me to even like try to deduce what it is. But it's like she's young could be MS, yeah. could, be, could be a number of things, but there's treatment methods that work. And if they just found this out recently, it takes time to find the right cocktail, the right, right. the right, you know, group of therapies or medicines. Like it's a time process, but it doesn't always have to be this bad.
0: Yeah. And depending also, on what
1: it is, like you just don't, you don't know. She didn't give us a lot of information. Yeah,
0: exactly. I just don't think you get to back out of something because you think it's too difficult. Like it's like having a child and the child has Down syndrome or the child has some type of like, you know, illness or something that ha- they have to live with. Mm-hmm. And to say, what you know, you put the child up for adoption because it's too hard. It's too much stress on you. It's yeah. just, it's wearing me down. I'm not as happy as I used to be. Of course, you're maybe like dealing with some things because mm-hmm. this is a hard thing to deal with. Yeah. But that's saying to the child, you're not you're not worth the the extra work. Yeah, not worth the extra love and work that I have to put into you. Mm-hmm. That's what when she called her up and said you should leave my son. It's like
1: such a boundary. you're not worth you're it.
0: Like you're just not.
1: No, I don't know. No, and I think she should have taken the hints from the fact that it didn't go over well with her son. Yes, that's your son. Yes. Okay, if you want to say your fucking out of pocket comments to your son, that's on you and being a shitty fucking mom. Yeah, exactly. But to then approach your daughter in law. No. No. Keep that shit
0: to yourself. That's so – you've just damaged your relationship with probably both your son and your daughter-in-law. Both. Both. Yeah. No, you're the asshole for sure. No
1: doubt. Definitely got the overall vote. Yes. Okay, good. Top comment. You're the asshole. Stay out of his relationship. Yes. I find out about this, I'd never talk to you again. (laughs) Someone goes, I might have overstepped. Might. Might. What about his reaction gives you an idea that you might have overstepped? (laughs) Maybe he should cut contact with you completely. Maybe then you'd realize what you did was wrong. Being a parent does not give you the right to plow through boundaries set by your son. Agreed.
0: Your son, he said what he said. Like he didn't stutter. He said
1: what he said. So take it for what it is. Someone comments, you're the asshole. What would happen if roles were reversed and your son was the one with the chronic illness? Hmm. And OP replies, if I'm being very honest, I think I would tell Alexa the same thing, even though it would hurt me to suggest so.
0: I think it's easy to say now, but (laughs) I don't know. I mean, maybe she genuinely is like,
1: believes that. I don't know. Yeah. Someone replies back to OP and go, you fundamentally don't understand what love is, do you? Yeah. Because from everything you've said, the answer is no.
0: Yeah. It's like, oh, it's inconvenient. It's tough. It's a struggle. Oops.
1: Can't do it anymore. Love is unconditional. Yeah. Well, and this is something that's very interesting. That points me to believe she's probably a narcissist Mm -hmm. is for narcissistic parents, love isn't unconditional. I know. It's very conditional. Yeah. And like for some of these narcissistic parents, they look at their child as an extension of themselves. Mm -hmm. And so for her, in her eyes- her son is an extension of her. Yeah. She wants her son to have the very best. Right. So having a wife with a chronic illness is not the very best for her son. Right. So And
0: it also in narcissistic relationships, like they actually tend to view their partners as sources. Mm-hmm. And so if she's looking at it from that perspective, like this is a weak source because they can only give you so much. Yeah. And they're taking more than they're giving. And you know, this is the perspective of a yeah. narcissist. And so it's like this if, she, if that's true, then from a narcissistic perspective, it's, like, people are expendable if they're no longer an ideal source. Yeah. And so she's maybe seeing it that way, too, is, like, this isn't love. It's, like you said, it's conditional, and they're not following through. They're, this is a source that I don't need. You can go get a better source. Yeah.
1: Just, yeah, you have so well said, I think. And there's a difference between, like, being a narcissist and then having narcissistic personality disorder. mm mm-hmm. Like, they're two very different things. But, like, in this woman's case, it's, like, something's definitely off.
0: Yeah. I, I definitely don't know if I got enough from it to think she's a narcissist, but that's, like, a theory. Like a, Yeah. I you mean, know? just
1: based on her responses, too. Yeah. It's, like, looking at – she looks at him. She has a distorted view of love. Definitely. Definitely. And maybe it's just, like, she disassociates from it and looks at relationships very – Source-based and very what can you do for me? Mm -hmm. And if it's not benefiting me, which is another narcissistic trait, like you said, it's along these same lines, where it's like, if that person isn't benefiting you, you don't interact with them. Exactly.
0: But there's also this crazy theory, and this is like the very like a little bit more far-fetched one, where she's actually just so obsessed with her son and so like loves her son so Mm -hmm. much because she loves her son more than the daughter-in-law. That's very clear. And it could be, like I said, this is the far-fetched theory, that she really genuinely doesn't see how out-of-pocket she's being. Mm-hmm. She's just like, I want the best for my son. And I genuinely see him so worn down and so fatigued and just like this isn't like, – because no parent wants to see their son or their kid struggle. And so maybe she's just getting her own – in her own way and being like, I see this these things for my son and I just – I don't know what to do, but I want to make it go away. And yeah. I'm not even thinking about what the implications of that are. And I don't even think about how like insensitive and – inappropriate that is. I'm just focused on how can I make my son feel better? How can I yeah. make my, how can I relieve my son of this quote unquote obligation of yeah. taking care of her, even though he doesn't see it that way. He's like, no, that I love this woman.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like, if you really care, step up to help. Exactly. Take it or doctor's appointment. Step right. in when your son needs a break. And there's also, you know, for those out there listening, there's also like different agencies and services that provide respite care mm-hmm. so if like you're a caregiver of someone and you really really need a break or you need to run errands there's mm-hmm. respite care where someone will come in and help
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's ways to, to cope with stuff like this so it's like yeah, the fact that the first instinct is to like divorce her and right. support her as a friend
0: yeah so true
1: fuck off lady so
0: insensitive
1: so insensitive yeah uh, on to the next one this one is from the perspective of the husband. Okay. Am I the asshole for putting my foot down and saying my mother-in-law can't move in with us? My, 31 male, wife, 33 female, is an only child and extremely close with her parents. We live on opposite sides of the country from her parents, but they talk up to four times per day. And as far as I'm concerned, my wife acts as their remote personal assistant, shopper, accountant, tech support specialist. Mm-hmm. I've been really upfront with my wife to say I'm a bit jealous of the attention they get, as anything between my wife and I is subject to being derailed if her phone rings. Mm. My wife is sympathetic, but says she's not going to pick favorites between me and her parents. When they do visit, particularly at Christmas, they and my wife insist on them staying with us for a week in our one bedroom condo. Oof, that's tight. <laughs> We've done this for the last eight years, which has actually turned into a bit of a miserable time of the year for me as a result. I love my wife, so I deal with it. It's not a secret. I'm not a fan of the arrangement, but I'm not interested in ruining Christmas, so I'm a good sport about it. Anyways, my father-in-law is suffering from Alzheimer's, and I have suspected that he has been for as long as I've known him. Eight years. My mother-in-law has been in complete denial about this up until very recently, where they have just started with the process of having him placed in a care home as his condition is quite severe meanwhile the pandemic has affected my wife and I to a point it makes sense to move into a bigger place out of the city my wife has expressed her interest that once her dad is placed she would like her mom to come move in with us and so our home should have an in-law suite or other suitable accommodations my mother-in-law can't afford to move on her own they made some bad financial decisions that aren't able to move to a higher cost of living area After years of being patient and respectful about this, I finally put my foot down and I've cited the following reasons. One, my mother-in-law will be contributing nothing financially to this arrangement, but selecting a home with accommodations for her is both limiting our housing options. My wife and I will both have to sacrifice things we want in a home. I'm extremely insecure that there will be no boundaries in this arrangement, even if they are established ahead of time. And three, I simply cannot think of a time where I shared a roof with her and felt any level of comfort, satisfaction, or enjoyment about the situation. I just can't. And the idea of committing to a long-term arrangement like that makes me completely queasy. Naturally, this hasn't gone over well. Am I the asshole?
0: Well, negative Nancy. No, not the asshole. He's just like, he's He's kind of negative about every – I mean, I understand it's probably not pleasant, but he's like, I can't think of a single moment where I've enjoyed a single ounce of this company. But um, I don't think he's the asshole because I think he's setting boundaries and he has a right to live his life. And
1: yeah.
0: he's creating a life with his wife. When you marry somebody, like yes, their family comes with them, but you're not marrying their mother. You're not marrying their father. You're not marrying no. their brother. You're marrying that individual. And family means different things to different fam- like different people. You know, your level of attachment, your level of involvement with your family is totally unique to the individual. But if this person is putting their foot down and saying, I'm not comfortable with this, I didn't sign on to this. It's not like he married her and all of these things were in place and he's trying to undo that. (laughs) That's not me peeing. That's Morgan topping off my margarita. Clearly she thinks I need more for this story. Um...
1: It does sound like peeing. <laughs> it does. That's why I was
0: like, let's clarify really quick.
1: Yeah, I just had to top that off. Okay, um, sorry.
0: No, good call. I didn't even know that you had that. That's really sneaky. Instead of bringing like a flask to a party, Morgan just brought the handle to the podcasting station to make sure that we are well taken care of. Um, but do you know, does that make sense? Yeah. I think it, it's... And I He didn't sign up for any of this and I feel like such an asshole saying that, especially because Alzheimer's like hits really home for me right now, but... Um, it's at the end of the day you gotta like set your standards.
1: Completely agree. And I think a lot of people, I'll start with one. To me, this sounds like enmeshment. Mm-hmm. It is not normal to call your your parents four times a day. Mm-mm. That's not normal. That's like, you have to live your own life at, at some point. Yeah, And for her to drop everything, even if it's them doing something, for her to drop everything to always choose her parents she says, "Oh, I don't want to pick favorites, but you're choosing your parents constantly over your partner." Yeah. Which that is a big reason people get divorced. Yep. When you get married, you are choosing your partner. Yeah. That is where your loyalty lies. And so with an enmeshment, an enmeshed family, they expect your loyalty to be undying to them. Yeah. And so it sounds to me like there's there's just an unhealthy parent-child relationship going on with his wife, mm. and I think and this is not the case for every only child, but I think this often happens with only children. Yep. Damn. Yeah. Because the parent-child relationship is automatically so different. There's not another kid to share burden with or, you know, parents' attention. It's solely focused on that one child. That one child is their life. Yeah. They're, there's only one child. And an only child has different expectations than pe- you know, kids with siblings. Yeah, Only children oftentimes grow up a lot faster too. They don't have, you know, peers, siblings. Yeah, They have their parents they interact with the most. Mm-hmm. They grow up a lot quicker. So, yeah. and are therefore more, you know, oftentimes more attached. And so to me, this sounds like enmeshment where the wife is like, it's kind of throwing her partner's needs away, like, and picking her, you know, her parents over, her partner. And I I don't think like, yeah, support your mom. Mm-hmm. Like support your mom and make sure your dad is taken care of. Mm-hmm. Terrible diagnosis. Like he definitely needs to be taken care of properly mm-hmm. and your mom should be supported. But that doesn't mean she needs to move in with you. Yeah.
0: I think if it's temporary, it's a lot easier to stomach. You're it's like, one thing if they're yeah. visiting. But it, yeah, exactly. And to kind of snowball off the enmeshment, like I... um. I recently talked about that with a friend and I think that this friend has enmeshment with their parent for like a number of reasons, but this person's also an only child. And one thing that we kind of realized was we think the enmeshment kind of stems from like a little bit of trauma bonding and like they're often conflated, but they're different things, but Mm -hmm. the trauma bonding can lead to enmeshment. 100%. And so here- I'm wondering if like the Alzheimer's, that's very traumatic. It's he's been battling it for eight years. I'm wondering if there's a little bit of enmeshment because there's a little bit of trauma bonding. Like, I don't know. It's hard to say, but I wonder if she would jump so quickly for her mom's calls if the father didn't have Alzheimer's.
1: I'm sure... It's gotten worse. Exactly.
0: That's what I'm saying. I'm not Definitely. saying it didn't exist. Yeah. Before that, I'm saying I think it might like amplify it and exaggerate it.
1: 1,000 fucking percent. It. And it's
0: hard to blame because I think if one of my parents had something like that, like a you terrible would. disease. You jump
1: through hoops to make sure they're you jumped jump through hoops.
0: But I agree. Like you still made a commitment to your partner and you have to honor that. And you can't just throw that completely down the shitter to tend to these things. Because at the end of the day, like... I don't know. This is where it gets really hard because my mom talks a lot about cultural differences between like white people and mm-hmm. like la- like Latina families,
1: Asian communities, Latino families. Their elders live with them. Yes. it's typically it's very the typical. Son's responsibility, and you know, as a daughter in law, you would move in with your your husband's family. Yeah, like and take care of his parents. Well,
0: yeah, like my Peruvian family is the same way, and so like for me, my mom always tells me how like. It's she's and there's nothing wrong with this. It's this just the opinion of a Peruvian mother. She's like shocked that people in America put their family members in, in homes. homes. It's shocking to her. She can't stomach that. And if yeah. I ever did that to her, she'd never talk to me again. Like the the expectation is that culture, they raise you, yes. and then when they need the care at an elderly age, they come back to live with you. Yeah. And so I think this is I don't we don't know the race or the culture here. Mm-hmm. That's kind of makes it tough too. Not to say it makes it any better or worse,
1: there is an edit, oh okay, but I completely agree. you know what I mean. I think different cultures have different expectations with how they care for their elders, yes. their family yes. um, I think that's a great, great, great point because at me, as a white individual, i you know you oftentimes forget something like this that yeah is a big factor in how we handle our problems and deal with situations so thank you for bringing in Peruvian
0: (laughs) well my mom and I just had this conversation not that long ago I forget what she said but she made a joke and she was just like I do this because I don't want you to put me in a home like she's just like (laughs) I'm trying to buy the brownie points now and so solid
1: solid, uh, solid point right
0: right she's like playing the long game but that's why it came to mind I was like well actually I fear that my mom might be upset if I don't let her live with me when she's older so I don't know
1: Uh, mine just told me that she never wants to be put in a nursing home. Yeah, I
0: don't think anybody does. So I don't know. I know. Let's hear this edit.
1: So edit, he goes, okay, wow, I'm a little speechless, but I can address a few things. My father-in-law won't be dumped and abandoned on the other side of the country. His situation has gotten so severe that it's urgent he be placed. But yes, they would transfer him to near wherever we ended up. Good. Some have suggested that we look into senior housing near where we end up for my mother-in-law to live in. I have advocated for this, but I am not getting any traction here. I guess I never addressed this until now because I thought that would be a perfectly reasonable compromise. Turns out it is not. Mm. We are both white. I'm completely aware that these situations are typical in other cultures. Mm -hmm. That doesn't really make me feel any better, but I've thought about it from this lens. I'm not an only child. Both my parents are alive and we have a good relationship. They also live in another part of the country. I haven't seen them in eight years at Christmas time because it's so important to my wife and her family. Try not to come across as a martyr here, but I legitimately care that my wife is happy even if I don't completely understand it. Mm. Um, Which also makes me really, really, really believe that this is enmeshment because of the fact that... She refuses to not spend Christmas with her family. Yeah, eight
0: years. Oh, that of only oh, being with my one gosh. side. I I've already gotten in a fight with Brett about
1: this. This is so unfair. Yes, I was so like, unfair. Yeah, I
0: made a comment, and he was like, "I, I can't come to Minnesota during Christmas. I can't be away from my family." I was like, "Switch off." You can though. You can. You're choosing not to. Yeah, like you can. What do you think families do? Yeah, they switch off. Yeah. I don't know. Mind blowing.
1: It's it's really really complicated, and I think we both come from very like diverse homes where mm-hmm. both of our parents are not together. Like, mm-hmm. if me and Justin and Justin's parents aren't together either, my boyfriend. So it's yeah. like if you look at how many Christmases we have to go to,
0: <laughs> double whammy. We
1: are literally like the fucking Reese Witherspoon movie. Yep, it's like, four Christmases. It, oh yeah,
0: four. Wait, wasn't it like eight Christmases? Four, Was it four? It's four Christmases. Yeah. So me and Justin
1: both have four four Christmases. I technically have five because like my yeah. my family's just fucking batshit crazy and like really splits things up now. Okay. But he has his mom's Christmas, but then his grandma does something at her house and then he has his dad's Christmas. And then I have my mom. Like there's so many things we have to juggle. So we have talked about how do we, you know, navigate this going forward. And it's just really, it's switching off. It's, yeah. it's accommodating. So well, all families feel fair and included. Right. Right. I completely agree with that eight years yes of not seeing your family I at Christmas time I would be livid because well, no Mm-mm. no that makes me really think yeah there's something that's, off here that's
0: that's interesting I personally don't, unless he voluntarily is like no screw my family I don't want to see them on Christmas sure whatever but it doesn't sound like that's the case he's no. like I'm compromising here to make her happy exactly that's oh how could you feel good about that like even if my significant other was like I'm willing to compromise eight Christmases to be with your family. I'd be like, that makes me sad. You should be with your family. That's so unfair.
1: That would be a deal breaker for me. Yeah. It really would. Someone who doesn't give a shit about my feelings or like wanting to spend Christmas with my family, like a major holiday. Yeah. Because I think the shitty part
0: too, and like I know Brett means well, and we've talked about this too, but when he says, I won't spend like a Christmas away from my family, what I hear is that my family doesn't matter enough. Like, Mm-hmm. I, and maybe that's me taking it the wrong way, but he's not saying like he's saying like because he's expecting me to go to his or something. So, or for you guys to both be separate, exactly. Which There's,
1: that's not how it works. Exactly. How does that work? Say, just say like if you did have yes, kids,
0: I've already thought about this. What, like, what do they do now? They have to pick, and they feel like they have divorced parents when they don't.
1: No, you you switch off. Yeah, we spend actual Christmas with, with your family one yeah. year, and then. We go to mine the day after
0: well, and we flip. we don't have that luxury because we are a three and a half hour plane right yeah, away.
1: So, But you co- you've you coordinated the best you can. You could coordinate
0: it or do like New Year's with one family or like a little bit before Christmas with one and the actual holiday every other. You know what I mean? There's ways, There's to, ways do to do it. There's ways to do it. But yeah, I mean, back to the story. Our point is like eight Christmases away from your family that you would like to see is unacceptable, and it's it's a lack of compromise. And what we're seeing the trend here is that she's not willing to compromise.
1: No, and it's and you know we do have a very diverse listenership, and that's any holiday like Hanukkah, Ramadan, mm-hmm. Kwanzaa. Yeah, I'm not. Kwanzaa. It doesn't even matter like anything to be away from your pan, your to be away from your family eight years in a row on an important time in your life. Yeah, like. Uh, No. And I honestly, I'll bring it back to it. I think it's totally fair. Like, I think you can live close to your mother-in-law and support her, but you need your fucking space.
0: Agreed. That's going to drive your marriage apart. How
1: the fuck are you going to have sex? Comfortably, loudly, enjoyably. Yeah. Mm. Too close for comfort for me.
0: I hope he figures it out. I hope that they find a really happy medium where like- She lives at a very nearby senior living facility or whatever Mm -hmm. they call it. Yeah. And they have like family dinners once a week and they have a very healthy – like she's still a part of the family because I do feel for this woman. Her husband is going through a really terrible time and Alzheimer's, if it's getting – if he needs care, it's declining.
1: Urgent care. Yes. It's declining
0: pretty quickly. So she – is going to be a widow in the somewhat near term. And I mean, I know that sounds pessimistic, but just seeing the way that this goes, like the
1: process of the disease, that's how that works. Cruel and unfortunate as it is. Yeah. So
0: she's going to be on her own. So she does need the support. She does need the support, but she doesn't need to be in their marriage to get that support.
1: No. Top comment. They quote what he says. My wife is sympathetic, but says she's not going to pick favorites between me and her parents. And they go, if she always attends her parents' needs, even at the expense of disregarding yours, she is picking favorites. Yeah. 1,000%. And someone replies to that and goes, your spouse is meant to be your favorite. That's the whole point of marrying them.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's that's so tough.
1: Ugh. And back to the point that your partner and who you choose to be with, it's a choice. And when you make that choice, you should be putting them before your origin family yeah birth family your adopted family your your family that fucking raised you like whatever that looks like to you yeah okay just a trigger warning on this next story you guys it does feature talks and discussions about losing a child and child death mother-in-law's neglect killed my child now she thinks i'll let her around my second child sorry this is so long My mother-in-law was guilty in the death of her grandchild, my daughter. She was two years old at the time, and my husband and me let my mother-in-law babysit her while we were busy with job-related things. It was summertime, and they were staying in -in mother-in-law's house that has a pond next to it. My daughter loved water. Bath time was her favorite time of the day. They were playing at the edge of the pond, and then mother-in-law remembered she had to take clothes out of the dryer, and she left a two-year-old alone next to the large body of water. My daughter's childlike curiosity, plus her love for water, resulted in her getting into the deep part of the pond and drowning. All because mother-in-law considered clothes in the dryer an important enough reason to leave a toddler unsupervised. Then she realized what has happened. She started to panic and call for help. Her neighbor heard her. They got into the pond and called an ambulance, but it was too late. Imagine what it's like for a parent to come to the person you trusted your child with and they tell you your child is dead. And mother-in-law was begging us not to involve the police into this. She kept repeating, it was an accident. And she, quote, doesn't know how it could have happened. Quote, was only gone for a moment. Quote, feels even worse than we do. Quote, calling the police won't bring her back. Gaslighting. We did call the police, of course. And she was charged with criminal negligence and sentenced to three years in prison, which, in my opinion, was too light of a punishment. Mm -hmm. Now, recently, mother-in-law was released from prison, and my husband was the first person she looked for contact with. He never once visited mother-in-law while she was imprisoned, unintentionally, but she did cause the death of her child by neglecting her duties as a babysitter. Doesn't matter that she served her sentence. Neither I or my husband will ever forgive her for this. Neither has she asked for forgiveness. All she gave us were excuses and more excuses. In the courtroom, my husband told her she's not his mother anymore, that she's dead to him and that he never wants to see her face again. Our marriage was damaged, too. We were depressed. We fought a lot. There were times when we were on the brink of divorce. We separated for a while. I left for another country, thinking that this is it for us. However, my husband came to look for me, and we managed to save our family and continue our life together. (laughs) That's so cute. Is
0: anyone looking for her?
1: If he wanted to, he would, okay?
0: (laughs) If he wanted to, he would. Uh, yeah. He looked for her in a different country.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we're both on the verge of tears. I'm like, you guys. that
0: sent me. Like, I've already been, like,
1: <laughs> emotional this whole story. I couldn't bring myself to have any more children for a long time, but eventually I got pregnant again, and last summer we welcomed our son. He's nine months old now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we weren't going to tell mother-in-law we're parents again, but she saw us walking with a baby stroller and realized that once more, she has a grandchild. So, she tried to get in contact with my husband. First, she reproached him for not visiting her. Cried about how hard it was for her to spend all those years behind bars. That she shouldn't have been in prison because she's too old for that. How could he do this to his own mother? How could he abandon her? Then she was like, but I saw you have a new baby. I'm so glad I have a grandchild again. And then she went on about, is it a boy or a girl? When will she be able to see them and meet them? Because... She wants to take care of them so much. My husband told her immediately that she doesn't have anything. This is our child, ours only. Our son doesn't have a grandmother. We'll be telling him this as he grows up, and he will never ever in a million years be anywhere around her. We're 100% on the same page about this. The loss of our daughter still hurts, and we're going to do the impossible to protect our son from her. He doesn't need an irresponsible grandmother who would likely endanger his life just like she did with his sister mother-in-law was shocked to hear this and began to wail about us being so evil and cruel towards her that we're going to hold that against her forever even though she paid for it and we cannot be so heartless to prevent her from seeing her grandchild but what was she thinking what was she hoping for that we're really going to let her around our baby that we'll ever trust her with babysitting again Honestly, I'm not sure if I can leave my son with any babysitter. I don't Mm -hmm. trust babysitters anymore Mm -hmm. because if a grandmother can be careless enough to let a child die, who knows what could an unrelated person do? Mm -hmm. So my husband told her firmly that she'll have no access to the baby and he doesn't want to talk to her either. So now that she's out of prison, she should do something useful with her life and leave us alone. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Mother-in-law wasn't having it. That evening, she came to our house asking to see her grandchild again. We didn't let her come in, obviously. And mother-in-law got mad, claiming that as a grandmother, she has rights to meet her grandchild. We told her that she lost all her rights to our children when she let our daughter drown. If a trust is broken, it cannot be repaired, and there are some things that can just not be forgiven. Mother-in-law told us she'll go to court, and she'll demand legal permission to meet the baby. (laughs) Not (laughs) exactly. I'm not sure if there is such a thing, but if it's true, I highly doubt she'll get it considering her criminal record. If we need to go to court and prove she's not the type of grandmother you should let around your child, we'll do it. If she comes back again, we'll call the police. If we need to leave this country and go live somewhere else just to be away from her, we'll do it. Mm. Nothing's impossible. I'm amazed at the shamelessness of her. She knows very well she tore apart our lives 3 years ago. No parent should bury their child, but we had to because of her, and now she comes to us as if she's the best relative ever, as if nothing happened.
0: I first just want to point out how refreshing it is to see like a couple aligned, same page, you know? They they're like very much a united front on this, and I yeah. think that's like amazing because I have read about losing a child traumatic effects it can leave and the detriments it could be to a marriage because that is such an unforgivable pain and so to see this couple like even though obviously they had a a a moment yeah they are sticking it out they're very aligned they're they're bullish about this and I, I think that's great but for the unfortunate part like there's no question that this grandmother is unfit, and she's not. I mean, the fact that she thinks she can go to court and get any type of rights is just laughable. Come at me, bro. With or without, with without the criminal charge, let's just say she didn't have that criminal charge. She's still, you don't, you're not entitled to rights. You can fight for custody if you can prove that the parents are unfit. That's yeah. clearly not the case here. But on top of that, you have a criminal charge for child endangerment. So good luck. You served a three-year sentence in prison. Yes for being convicted, not charged, of child endangerment. You were found guilty. That's on your record. Mm -hmm. You don't think they're going to factor that in when you go in there pleading for rights? No. Parental, whatever, guardianship. Like you're automatically fucked. Yes, have fun. But even without those charges, you have absolutely no entitlement to the child.
1: No. And from what I've seen on legal Reddit, granted, not a lawyer, Mm -hmm. could be speaking out my ass here. I have no idea. From what I've seen based on legal Reddit and other stories kind of similar to this where grandparents are like coming out of the woodwork, they're toxic and like mm-hmm. need to be kept away from the children. It's really, really hard to get grandparent rights. Mm-hmm. And there already needs to be like a very established connection with that grandchild mm-hmm. for a court to like really consider it. Yeah. How, I mean, otherwise, what on what
0: grounds yeah. are you considering that on? Yeah.
1: So this is, I mean, this is a no brainer for me. Like, yeah. Absolutely the fuck not. No,
0: I would not. This is an instance where I'm like, yeah, fuck you. You don't get another chance. You don't no. get another chance here.
1: She fucking killed their child and there's no coming
0: back from that. Not a chance. And the behavior has been I don't want to say non-remorseful because it shows like there there is some remorse, but it's very like
1: basically it's, none. It's, though. Yeah, it's
0: coming from a place of self-interest because I feel like if you were that remorseful, yeah, you'd I'm just thinking about myself. Like, I first of all, I I'm such a guilt ridden person. I was talking about this recently with somebody. Like, apparently, I have like guilt written into my DNA at this point. (laughs) It's like ancestral karma, and so I have like guilt, and so so interesting mm -hmm, ancestral guilt, and so I feel guilt for like if somebody does something and it results in a consequence because of me, I feel an immense amount of guilt, even if it has nothing to do with me. Yeah. And so in this situation, if that were if I were the grandmother, I mean, the guilt I would feel would be so absolutely. Unmeasurable and unbelievable that I would like to believe just based on the way that I think. I'd be like, don't ever let me around your grandchild. I'm so sorry. And I don't deserve to ever be around your grandchild ever again. Like, the family should be, if anything, like, you should know that you are a danger to the children at this yeah. point. And
1: Where's the self-awareness? Yeah, the
0: self-awareness would be like, I feel so fucking bad. I can never trust myself again with your child. I'm an idiot for that. I'll never forgive myself. I understand why you hate me. I understand why you never want me around your child again. If you do, I would absolutely love to meet the child with your supervision, of course. But I don't blame you. And I I wouldn't trust myself around a child ever again. I would have so much guilt that I wouldn't even want to watch another child let alone my grandchild yeah
1: and that's where it shows her disconnect from reality exactly like I think just even right after the fact her saying that she feels even worse than we do yes
0: that's exactly what I was getting at like
1: they just lost their child yes and you're saying you feel worse than them Mm -hmm. and calling the police won't bring her back yeah it was it was totally like self-serving gaslighting gaslighting like don't don't call the police on me Mm -hmm. I don't want to go to jail it won't bring her back it's like self preservation. I would be like,
0: here, handcuff me immediately. I fucking deserve life in prison. Yeah,
1: there like, was never, take me away. No, and like, there was never an apology or what OP said. Basically, like she never asked yeah. for forgiveness. And also the the lack of awareness again to play off of that.
0: Clearly, this couple did not want you to be a part of their new, their son's life, their new nine month old son. Yeah. So when you didn't get that invite in the mail to come meet him or you didn't get that heads up and you mm-hmm. saw them walking, you should have taken that as a very clear, like, no response is a response. Like, they didn't reach out to you, so yeah. they clearly don't want you to be a part of his life. Exactly, And an ounce of self-awareness would tell you that. You also, know
1: what a fucking coincidence. She just happened to yeah, see them walking. Yeah, that part kind of
0: weirded me out. I'm like, are they from a small town? Because...
1: She was probably trying to find them. Yes.
0: I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, that's kind of a wild coincidence. She was
1: probably trying to find them. Yeah.
0: <sighs> yeah. I saw they it. need to stick together, stick oh. to their guns. If they need to move to another country, do it. Because this is the type of Lifetime movie network where I see this grandmother becoming unhinged. Next thing you trying know. Trying to kidnap the kid? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, especially the fact, too, I'm so glad I have a grandchild again. Mm-hmm. No, you you're don't. the sole reason that the first one is gone. Oh
0: my god! Yeah, and that then sucks. Like, what, what if, if she, she tries to frame the parents as neglectful? Like, what if that's her plan? She's going to go to court because what you could do is go to court and try to deem the the parents as unfit, and that you should assume guardianship of that child. But in order to do that, you have to have like a substantive like, yeah. case. You know what I mean? But like this person, if they become unhinged, you don't know.
1: She's c- clearly off her goddamn rocker for sure. Um the comments are just amazing, full of so much support. Yeah, Reddit everything. commenters are
0: so good at putting their thoughts into like short,
1: cohesive. Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, granted when you write, you have the ability to be a little bit more composed than when Edit. you're just candidly speaking, but the the comments on here are just
1: gold. Yeah, they are. So they're very very supportive and just like you should get a lawyer ASAP, send a des- send a cease and desist letter. Um, another one goes, kind of like a POV, Grandma, quote, I'd like to see my grandson judge. Hell nah. Yeah, right? That's what,
0: I, what? Yeah. In what world? That's, this woman is so disconnected from
1: reality. Completely disconnected from reality. Like, what's disillusioned? Like, she's just so. She served three years in prison and it's still. For child endangerment. Still didn't get knocked into her face freaking head. It, what? Your guilt
0: should feel so heavy. And I'm here. I'm not saying she shouldn't forgive herself. I think everyone should. Everyone needs to
1: come to peace with things they've done. Yes. But the fact that she feels
0: so entitled to this grandson.
1: I really want to take care of my new grandbaby. Yes.
0: It's just beyond. In what fucking
1: world? No. The person goes, "Exactly how much right does she think she has?" A normal grandparent has very little leg to stand on Mm -hmm. with two non-abusive parents in the picture. Bingo. Let alone her. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of people are like, get a restraining order. True. And honestly, I think it uh, needs to go there.
0: Yeah. I didn't even think about the whole restraining order thing. Yeah. Because you have enough for this. Get that lady away from you.
1: Ugh, that is
0: a shitty note to end on,
1: but. Yeah, quite the quite the <laughs> stories for a mother-in-law that's,
0: episode. That's the worst one I've heard.
1: I just cannot even imagine. But yeah, mother-in-laws and um, toxic moms because yeah. they're, they're out there and they're really tough to navigate. So one tip that I saw like during my research on all of this, if you have a partner that is very enmeshed or like, very connected to their mom and like picks their mom over you like mm-hmm. the worst thing you can do is like have them make a choice mm-hmm. um and it's just like they gave like very logical steps but it was like try to set clear boundaries don't react to the mother-in-law all of this stuff so if you are dealing with this i'm going to be posting lots of resources uh and links on the youtube video and so check out the description there for those but Hope you enjoyed this episode. It was um, (laughs) kind of dark. It was pretty fucking intense. Yeah. Wow. And Alejandro is not getting any more dark episodes going forward. Oh God, you guys! I've been like
0: in the hot seat. Yes, I get all the controversial topics and all the like tough stories. Mm -hmm. And then you have Lauren on the other end. Who's like, I want the jaw droppers. And I'm like, you don't though, because they get messy. And so they're messy. And I just want like lighthearted and you know, funny and can't go wrong.
1: I have a category going right now that's called wholesome.
0: Oh, that's the category <laughs> I'm looking for. Just good feeling stuff, yeah. you know, because like this is tough. Is and I, tough. I do think these things need to be talked about. So. They're
1: important issues. Yeah, I'm
0: not one to like sweep things under the rug either, but it's like,
1: you, you got to mix it up a, a break. Yeah, yeah. No, and I mean, clearly a lot of the listeners and, you know, people out there are going through this. So, mm-hmm. Just know there are great resources like Reddit. Um, The Just Know Mother-in-Law Forum is a great one if you're dealing with stuff like this and raised by narcissists as well. Mm. Um, But check those out. I also want to give a special shout out to those Patreon supporters. Um, You guys are really, really appreciated by us. So thank you so much. And uh, until next time, you guys. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.